small town music. This is big town music. He's ahead of his time, you know, but he can't use it. If only he could prove it. Well, tomorrow's just a song away, a song away, a song away. Hey everybody, welcome to Rock Solid, the comedy podcast for all things music, both new and classic. I'm Pat Francis. And I'm Kyle Dotson. And Kyle, today we're just doing our uh, our own thing. Yeah. Fuck those co-hosts. <laughs> Fuck them all. Cue right about now, Murray's drafting a text to me. <laughs> Murray tweeted, uh, t- oh no, not tweeted, but texted that uh, Lita Ford was on his plane the other day. Oh. I tweeted back uh, two words, mile high. <laughs> So uh, I don't know if he's gonna if he's gonna uh, say anything to her when he exited the plane or or what. Certainly won't talk about us, <laughs> even though she's been on the show. Friend yeah. of the show, Lita Ford. She's I want to like, get this. <laughs> <laughs> I want to get. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, you mean? Oh, you mean? Uh, no, I don't want to say his name, or I would. <laughs> um, I don't want to say his name because he he sent me a creepy package about a month ago. <laughs> I don't even want to call him by his Harry Potter name anymore. Oh, people. Hey, I want to get this out of the way right right at the top. Uh, today's episode of Rock Solid Podcast is brought to you by Bose, the engineers behind some of the world's best audio products, including Bose Quiet Comfort 35 noise-canceling headphones, which we are wearing. And again, Kyle, you never wore the over-the-ear headphones when we recorded. No, you, they made my ears sweaty, and I didn't like them. You were mad about it. You, you, but I, you I happily accepted these, and these are great. These are fantastic. And when you fly, take a pair of these on the plane. Yeah, I know. I was time you fly. When are you going to fly again? For Thanksgiving. You have keys to this office. Come in and steal something. <laughs> They're right up there. Grab a pair. Um, also, uh, Suzanne Dillingham, friend of the show, concert wife, uh, she wanted to buy a pair of these, but then was worried that these were actually leather, and she's anti, you know, all things uh, that hurt animals, which mm-hmm. is good. Yeah. Uh, not all of us can do it because we're not um, good people. <laughs> I'm hell bent for leather. So, <laughs> you and Rob Halford, you guys both like boys too, which that's just the thing that's fine in 2017. All right, we're off on a crazy tangent. But anyway, she she called the company and found out that these are not made out of leather. It's a, some synthetic product. So everyone, vegans and everyone, McCartney and everyone can wear these. Murray can wear them. It would be everyone. so funny if they were just like. No, no, not leather. And they're just like nodding their head. Like, like they definitely won't know. It's all. No, it's, the, it's not leather. You can, it's super soft. Yeah. But when you put them on, you, the first thing you hear is murr. Yeah. So maybe it's, it's some type of cowhide, I think. <laughs> all right. Now look, Bose literally invented the technology of noise canceling almost 40 years ago because they believe that by blocking out unwanted sounds and distractions, you can get immersed in what you truly love. All of the on-air talent here at the Rock Solid Podcast use the Bose Quiet Comfort 35 headphones during our recording because we want to hear what you're going to hear. Kyle, if I said Bose, what would you say? Get closer. Perfect. Kyle had to get closer to the mic because he was up and he shut the bathroom door. We always think that if the bathroom door is open, it's going to cause a sound problem. I don't know that it would. Mm, probably cause some sort of echo. But we care. Yeah, we We're care. not like those podcasts that sit around a, a mic in the middle of the table and yap it up. We have a, we have a thing here. We have, I bring a Zoom, I throw it in the corner, and, and then, then we, we just yell. talk at it. <laughs> yeah, we got a thing. We got, uh, we're getting new, new cables soon for the... For, for the the whole board, the mixing board. What do you call it? Mixing board? Mixing board. 
Kyle, today's topic is just you and me. You uh, Also, it's Sunday morning. We are quite ambitious today on November 5th as we are going to do three podcasts today. Yep, this, at once. If at one time. <laughs> uh, we're going to do this. We're going to do an episode of uh, What the Fuck. Marin's going to be in, and then we're going to do something else. No, I don't know. Uh, no, we're doing this, and we're going to record with Siegel, and then tonight we're going to record with uh, Walter Egan. Mm-hmm. Uh, best known for his song Magnet and Steel and for working with uh, Lindsey Buckingham and Stevie Nicks and being part of the California sound. So uh, ASAP Club, uh, you'll be receiving those. Uh, you'll be busy. I'm not, tw- I'm not tweeting about it that much, though, because then immediately people are like, when are we going to get those episodes? And it's like, easy. Takes yeah, it's just, like you, there's some... To, post-produ- to post-produce three episodes would take me about uh, two hours, to be honest. Yeah, it's and it's... It's a lot of like waiting till the files process. Yeah. So, and then I have to also, uh, I'm not having a pity party for myself, but I'm just going to say this. Um, also then I have to, uh, when I use the, we transfer, I can only send it to 20 people at a time. Like if I could highlight everyone that's in the ASAP club and it's, it's well over 150 people now, um, I could just send it to everyone at once, but I can only send it to 20 people at a time. So that means that I have to, um, and it's ASAP. Send it and send it and send it. And send it's it. as soon as possible. Yeah. As soon as, it's, it's actually as soon as Pat can do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, you guys will have those, uh, you'll have it before this Thursday, which is when today's episode will drop. Yeah. Probably Tuesday morning. But yeah, to be honest, tomorrow night, Monday night. But don't get your panties in Someone on Wednesdays, Wednesdays, like, these just came out. <laughs> <laughs> you'll definitely have this one Thursday, no matter what happens. <laughs> Uh, what do we got? Also, the artwork for today will be done by uh, Daryl Asher. I asked Daryl if he would do artwork, and he said, "If I ever, if I ever said no, I'm like, nope, because Daryl <laughs> has like, a government. Now I'm gonna start. <laughs> he has a, he has a government job, and he says he can do it at uh, at work. I don't want to get him in trouble. I love that our tax dollars can pay for our artwork. That's good. Yeah, <laughs> Patreon pays for new wires, and tax dollars pay for artwork. Also, I just realized that every one of our artists is a guy. So if there's any, uh, any ladies out there that would like to do artwork, please contact me, rocksolidpodcast at gmail.com. Or anyone who's not good at art. Yeah, really, anyone. <laughs> anyone that just wants to. No, but really, I'd like to, uh, you know, I'd like to get some, uh, some female artists. I don't know if that's, is that sexist to say that? Or am, I being, um, or am I being non-sexist by saying that? I think it's just, I think it's just uh, would bring a different perspective yeah. to the artwork. Also, if there's any ladies out there that clean or cook, come on over. Okay, uh, now that's... Is no, no, that wrong? I okay. think that's being sexist. I think they know that I'm, uh, that I'm being serious. Uh, also, <laughs> don't forget we have Notes Again by Joe Van Overberg, or as I like... Oh, look, I typed his name wrong. Look what I did. I typed it Joe Van Overgerg. Gergi. Gergi. <laughs> uh, but we call him Joey Notes, and you can follow him on Twitter at J-V-A-N-O. Joey Notes. So head over to the new website, rocksolidpodcast.com, yeah. and click on the link. Also, I want to tell you that uh, this sounds like we're ending the show, but we're not. I just want to get this stuff out of the way at the top, some of this stuff. Uh, April Richardson and her friend Millie have a brand new podcast called Sorted Details. Uh, they're four episodes in, so check that out. Also, check out Road Stories with Murray Valariano and Travel Tales with Mike uh, Siegel. And you know what? Check out on the page with Pilar Alessandro. What the hell? All right. I think we've done everything, and now we're going to start. Kyle, tell us what the cool. topic is. You came up with this topic because I'm like, hey, let, why, why don't we get one? Uh, why don't we, you know, 
first of all, I like to have a bunch of episodes banked. Mm-hmm. And the past two weeks, it's been record and post, record and post. And I'm yeah. like, let's get a couple, you know, in the can. Especially with the holidays coming up. With the holidays, it's so great. Yeah. Um, oh, so this is A to Z, which we've kind of done before. We kind of, we've kind of, but we've never done it as t- together. Yeah. So like, we're going to play 26 songs today. Yeah, and alternating, you know, um, I took half the alphabet. You we actually half. flipped a coin, didn't we? No, you wrote... Um, I wrote highlighter it. on the back of two sugar packets, A and B, and yeah. then mixed them up and then had me pick one. What and if I, I would have wrote on 26 packets <laughs> and we would have each pulled 13 and that's how it would have gone? That would have been fine too. <laughs> so, yeah, been a mess. So, you, so you got B. Yeah, I did. And I got A, So mm-hmm. which means I'll go first, then yep. you. Then, but there's one letter and you can tell it when we get there that you didn't have any. Yeah. Any, and it's easy to figure out. It's easy to figure someone's out. Which, like, someone's house like Q, X, or Z. <laughs> or there's someone's going uh h <laughs> um so uh, i don't have anything for s so that's what we're gonna do the artist now neil young is he an n i would say he's a y right he is a y as in why would you play that <laughs> well we'd play it for christine blackburn oh that's right who, who never invites me on story worthy or to play her live game show at the uh even though i've asked her Maybe she thinks I'm joking when I say, hey, when am I going to be invited to do <laughs> oh, that live show? Hilarious. Oh, Pat, you will never be invited. <laughs> uh, okay, so let's start it out. I'm going to start because I had A. And my first band, this is a band from Australia. Now, in America, this band was known as Angel City. Because I think there was another band called the Angels in America. But in Australia, or as I like to say, down under, throw a shrimp on the barbie. They're called The Angels. This is from 1977, and this is from an album called The Angels, and this is, I think this is, was their first single, and I'm hoping that you guys have never heard this before, because I think we're trying to all, we're trying to play some songs that maybe you didn't hear, or yeah. some bands you're not familiar with. Yeah. Not every time, but we're trying to. So this song is called, Am I Ever Gonna See Your Face Again, by The Angels. Went down to Santa Fe, where Yeah, they're, they're a really good band. And their later stuff sounds a little bit like ACDC. I recommend the album Face to Face. And uh, I got this uh, this song from Suzanne Dillingham. She was down in... Down under. Yep, she was down there with uh, Miranda Sings. And she bought a whole bunch of CDs and brought them back. And I go, let me rip them into my, into my tunes. That's how I talk. Let me rip them in there. So now I looked at my list and I just said we're going to play bands you may never heard of. And I looked at my list and like, mm, maybe, maybe I'm not. <laughs> but it's a, I think when I prefaced it initially, I said bands or songs that yeah. you, you might yeah. not know. This is a pretty eclectic list, though. I mean, I haven't, I don't know what you have. Yeah. Uh, look, either way, you're going to hate every other one. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. Mine or yours? It, that's what I mean. Like, if you like my stuff, you'll probably oh, okay. not like yours and vice versa. Right. Let's uh, take a vote. Did you like that song? I did like that song. All right. 
Let me now. Let me hate your son. Okay. Uh, this is this is a band called Bullet for My Valentine. You might have seen their shirts in Hot Topic. And <laughs> this is from their second and most album. Of the, most of the band members also work at Hot Topic. Yeah. They, <laughs> Uh, this is called, the album's called Scream, Aim, Fire, and this is Hearts Burst Into Fire. A lot of fire. Fire, fire! Very nice. That was but, good. That sounded like um, who did that sound like? It sounded like another band to me. Um, it's not. It's not Green Day. It's not Blink One Eighty Two. It's not. Um, yeah this this album is so like the the first they had like two EPs and an album, and then they were like super hardcore, and then this one is kind of where it became more a little more radio friendly, a little more accessible. So. Well, people jumped off because they were like, we don't like this, but this album's fine. <laughs> so, <laughs> All right, heading to, uh, to the seas. To the seas. Set sail. This, uh, this is banned from uh, 2000. I think this song is from 2014. Yeah. So there was a band called Black Country Communion. And there still is a band called Black Country Communion, but after the third album... They, I think they had a little bit of infighting, Joe Bonamassa and, and Glenn Hughes. So they took a little bit of a break. And during that time, Jason Bonham and Glenn Hughes got a new guitarist by the name of Andrew Watt. And they formed a band called California Breed. And this is a song from their one lone album. And this song is called Sweet Tea. album was recorded live to tape in studio and it sounds very very much like a live album and it uh, it rocks pretty good i like it yeah that wasn't bad still trying to get glenn used in this into the uh the seat over there that i'm looking at that's empty right now but uh, nothing yet what's next kyle we're at uh, let me see a b c this is d d or d uh this is a band called demon hunter they are a Christian metal band, but they're not overtly Christian, which is probably why I like them. Uh, but this, this is a song called Collapsing from their fifth album, 
the world is a thorn and featured on this song this means nothing to anyone but me but featured on this song is bjorn strid who is from the band soil work which i also like so you have an autographed album by soil I do. work yeah they were very nice What's that song called again? Collapsing. And it's from the album? The World is a Thorn. The World is a Thorn. Now, my next song has the word thorn in it. That's pretty... This is a band you might never have heard of before, Eurythmics. <laughs> I didn't have a lot of E's in my... You know, I looked through, I didn't have that many E's, you know. It was like Eagles, Eurythmics, and then... Who has the last name of E? Etheridge? I mean, I just didn't have... Egan. Walter Egan, sure. I could have played a Walter Egan song. You're right, I could have. But I really like this song, so, and I don't know if we play that m- much Eurythmics. Maybe we don't play any Egan, but um, <laughs> this is uh, Thorn in My Side. Oh, get horny. I love Annie Lennox's voice. Love it. Love it. <laughs> you and I saw Thor Ragnarok. Yep. We had a problem again at the theater. Yeah, but not not like what people are no. immediately assuming. No, not one of those problems. But we bought the tickets, what, a month ago? Five weeks ago? Yeah. Five tickets, me and you, and then Pilar and the girls, all five of us, we're all going. Mm-hmm. Kyle has his ticket. He's going to meet us at the theater. IMAX, 2D IMAX. It's it's the one time, too, where I got to the theater, like, with enough time. Like, I didn't get there during the trailers I got from work. Like, there was no traffic. I got, I get right there. And it's an IMAX and it's 2D because no one likes 3D. It's like a holy grail. It is. You can find that. God, gigantic screen. It's Mm -hmm. ridiculous. You can climb right up Hulk's nose. Uh, so you get there before we get, cause we live five minutes from there. So we haven't left yet, but you, yeah, I you pulled, call me. I pulled in and all the, all the parking lot lights were out and it was dark and I was like, Oh, they didn't even, they're not even going to bother since it's uh daylight savings. So it'll, yeah. they'll be on the right schedule in like a week. And then, so I pull in and 
don't think of anything of it, walk up and there's all the doors are locked except one. And some guy's like, are you here for Thor? And I was like, yeah. He's like, oh, we're, oh the power's out. At we the can't theater. show any movies. But everyone, now look, we, everyone was nice about it. Like no one was like throwing a tantrum except one woman who was not seeing Thor. <laughs> they were like, are you seeing Thor? And she's like, no, we're here to see a movie. It's like, well, then wherever you go, that movie's not sold out. No one's uh, seeing Boo 2. No. Or, or Wonderstruck. Uh, which, by the way, I told Kyle this. I wish Wonderstruck, I wish the ad campaign was using the, uh, the ACDC song Thunderstruck. Why not? Every other movie uses yeah, it. Yeah, just changing. The, that's, that's now made it into it, the top three now are again, Bad to the Bone, mm-hmm. uh, Gimme Shelter, and now Thunderstruck. Yeah. By ACDC. Those are the three that movies need to stop Symp- using. And Sympathy for the Devil. And Sympathy for the Devil. The Rolling Stones get in there twice. Please stop using those songs. <laughs> There's other songs out there. Use a song by uh, Soilworks or uh, California Brain. I, I, I love the new trend of just taking a popular song and mm-hmm. then just slowing it down and making it creepy sounding. <laughs> right. <laughs> Itsy Bitsy Spider. Yeah. Up the wall. And not, not even for a horror movie. Just, no, for just, just for just anything. For anything. Do, do you think when Top Gun 2 comes out that Kenny Loggins will record a song for the soundtrack? He made one for Caddyshack too. Of course he will. Well, he will do you think he will be asked? Yes. We're going to go see him on December 3rd. Great. I'm okay. going to see if I can get him in here. Okay. We're going to have to look at that plastic surgery. <laughs> <laughs> Is that good to talk about a potential guest? Before It's buried deep in an episode that his... PR people will never find. Hey, I, don't know, pick, I don't know. Pick one. Do you like the alphabet? Yeah, yeah. let's try that one. Maybe it's get a nice variety. Oh boy, that's the kind of jokes they do. No can do. I didn't know they were going to talk about my face being pulled back with a chip clip. <laughs> they did that right over there at Pooh Corner. That's one of his songs. Because it's shitty. <laughs> I forgot. I lost count. I uh, lost track. I did Eurythmics. Yeah, so we're, we're on F. This is I like, just realized you have letter N. Yes, but... What are we going to hear for that? Right. Something with nine inches? <laughs> no. Is it gonna be, but it is something with nails in the title. All right, keep All right. going. Uh, e, F. So, so this is a band. I think I've played them before. I may have played this Foo song. Fighters. No. Foreigner. No. Foghat. No. This is, uh, this is Funeral for a Friend. This is from their 2005 album, The Hours, and this song's called Streetcar, and I, I love how the intro's cheesy, but I love it. Oh, wait, hold on, hold on. That's, I love that intro. It's not the intro. Cheesy, cheesy. Did I? Oh, yeah, I, I stopped it at the ending point. Okay, here we go. Hello? Hold on, Kyle, I'm getting a call.
That's hard driving. Yeah. That's hard that's, driving rock and roll. That's like the crap that I love. Like, like that, like if they were, if, if just like every song, if they just kept releasing albums with a song that was like that, I would love it. Do you listen to music in your apartment? Yeah, sometimes. I'm How more, loud? How loud do you turn it up? Mm, well, if you're too loud, you're too old. So. I used to play my music really loud in all the apartments I lived in. No one ever said a thing. wonder if they had good walls or... Are they, I don't know. I mean, like, I, everyone used to have, like, a big speaker. Do you have speakers? Um, yes, no. I mean, I have one of those iPod docks, so... Okay. Those can get loud. Yeah. Not as loud as big speakers, though. No. All right. <laughs> uh, my next band is Gas Giants. And the album is called From Beyond the Back Burner. This is the lead singer of Gin Blossoms, Robin Wilson. When the Gin Blossoms were inactive, as far as the recording studio went, they weren't making albums. Uh, he recorded a couple albums. He recorded a Gas Giants album, and he recorded an album with another band called Poppin' Wheelies. And this music's in the same vein. If you like Gin Blossoms, you'll probably like this. This song is called I Hope My Kids Like Marilyn Manson. Chains. It looks so easy when you sold us all away. I want my kids like Marilyn Manson. Now, if I would have told you, Kyle, if I, since we were on the letter G, if I would have renamed this and just said, oh, this is a Gin Blossom song, what would you have said? I said, yep. Yep, yep, it is. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, if you like the Gin Blossoms, you will like Poppin' Wheelies, wheelies and you'll definitely like mm-hmm. uh, this. Of course, if you're the biggest Gin Blossom fan in the world, I'm sure you go, no, if you listen to the way the bass is played on Gas Giants, it's much you, different. Uh, you're really missing that bass sound that the Gin Blossoms is known for on their Chocolate Cake album. Yeah. Wow. <sighs> Did you say chocolate KK? Yeah, chocolate KK. Um. <laughs> uh, your turn, EFGH. Okay. Hart. Now, Corey Hart. <laughs> yes. Hagar. Uh, this, is, this is a band that is very much uh, associated with Nine Inch Nails. So when Trent Reznor took a break from doing Nine Inch Nails, mm-hmm. um, he and Atticus Ross and Rob Sheridan, who was a Nine Inch Nails collaborator for a long time and uh then trent's wife mara queen mandig i think is how you pronounce her last name. mandig yeah or main dig maybe and uh they formed this band called how to destroy angels and um their stuff's okay but um this is this is a good song this is a title track of their one album called welcome to oblivion
That's all we get to hear. I mean, it's just basically this, then the rest of the. This is what you listen to when you're um, cutting up a person in your bathtub. Yeah. <laughs> hey, we didn't really we didn't really finish our Thor story, which was stupid. Um, so oh, yeah. we went back to my house, and uh, Rita was sick. So Pilar said. I don't think Reed and I could have gone anyway. And so, uh, so then you and Ezra and I regrouped and we went and we saw it at the arc light. Yeah. And, uh, the same arc light where we, yeah, we had same arc light where we, uh, you know, we got a guy kicked out. But, uh, but what, what I wanted to say was it was great. Yeah. A 10 out of 10, a Tate, sure. a Tate out of Tate mm-hmm. from the first scene with yeah. Thor doing some voiceover. It's fantastic. Like, yeah. They should have, uh, what's the guy's name? You just saw him last night, you told me. Oh, uh, The director's name is? Taika Watiti, I think his name is. Taika Watiti. Yeah, I They saw, should let him do the next Guardians. Oh, for sure. Guardians of the Galaxy movie. There's a character in this movie. What's his name? That blue? Korg. Korg. He should be in part of the Guardians of the Galaxy is what you said. Yeah. And you're right. He was great. Yeah, it was great. Everything about the movie is great. Right. Like, it's funny, but it doesn't, it doesn't detract. Like, you, you, all of a sudden, it's not like... Oh, this movie's really funny. It's not like the other, and it doesn't. It doesn't come off like they're trying too hard to no, be funny. No, it does not come off. It. Everyone's very, everyone. Even um, there are scenes when Anthony Hopkins is funny. Yeah, everyone has comedic chops. Mm-hmm. I think the only person that's not funny is Kate Blanchett. She's the villain. And I don't think mm-hmm. she's. Although she kind of has one one scene with like Carl Urban where she's a little bit funny but uh, i mean it's it's fine it works yeah it's really it's a great movie it's mm-hmm. i it's a 10 yeah it's for sure the best thor movie absolutely the best thor movie <laughs> garen does not think it's the best marvel movie though he still thinks spider-man homecoming is uh, i i don't think this is the i don't know if this is the best marvel movie but it's definitely up there for sure yeah winter soldier for me is still the best marvel movie yeah that one's great uh it's not funny <laughs> but it's I love it and I love Civil War yeah I love all the heroes on screen together without looking like it's CGI'd at all mm-hmm. by the way any scene in this movie looks a, th- a million times better than anything you've seen in the trailer for Justice League oh yeah I mean Justice League looks so fake when the when the when the superheroes are moving around and the worst part is like it's also in the dark. So and like how bad does dark. it actually look that they have to, the Thor is so bright and colorful. I mean, the Hulk is never in the dark. No, he's like the Hulk has an apartment in this movie, <laughs> not Bruce Banner. The Hulk yeah. has like an apartment. Mm-hmm. He's like bouncing a ball off the wall. Like you do when you're in <laughs> high school or college in your dorm. It's, it is so good people. I, you've got to see it. I think, if you don't like superhero movies or Marvel movies, would you still get a kick out of this? You um, might. Yeah, you might. I mean, it's like, look, it's it's going to be the formulaic whatever, but there's comedic stuff in it, so yeah. it breaks it up, and it's it's great. Yeah, a lot of fun. So much fun. Uh, okay, M- moving on. We are moving on to my next band. Uh, this is just this is the only song I know by this band. They're from Australia. This song was on their sixth album which went seven times platinum in Australia. Now, I don't know what a platinum award is in Australia. I don't know if that means if you sell 10 copies, it's platinum. So they sold 70 copies. I don't know what it means. Yeah. But this is a band that's called Ice House. This is from an album called Man of Colors. 
And this must have got some radio play in 87, wherever I was, Pittsburgh, I guess, in last year of college. Uh, this song's called Electric Blue. think of that song that's good I've, I've heard that before see that's weird how now how have you heard it how have we how do we know this song do we, i don't know anything don't know. about ice house i'm sure uh, we've played it before probably. a long time ago though i almost wonder if it's in like a commercial like if it's in a movie or something maybe it's for uh, uh electric maybe it's a theme for electric blue sex gel john oates was one of the songwriters really says yeah are you sure? That's it is. It John Oates. Hmm. Boy, I think he gave away a good song. <laughs> you mean Daryl Hall gave away a good song? I don't want this shit. John, get this out of here. Can't you see people are coming over to the house? You're going to have to leave. Go out, go out back, stay in the garage, and then when people are done coming over to my house, you can come back in. Is that the only good song on that album, do you think? I mean, if they all sound like that, then it's a great album. Well, John Oates only co-wrote one. So probably not. <laughs> but yeah, I like that song. It's Ice House. Um, I, I can't, I can't H- find any reason why we would know that song other than that. But H-I-J. J. Okay, so there's a bit of a story behind this song. Janet Jackson. Nope. Double J. <laughs> yep. Uh, Joe Jackson. <laughs> Billy Joel. Uh, this is Jimmy World. As you were picking your songs, did you wish you had the other letters? A little bit sometimes. So did I. Every time. I'm like, oh man. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Um, well, we could just do it again, but do the reverse. Maybe the next time we'll play um, We'll play 52 songs. We'll each play an A. We'll each play a B. That's well, a lot though. That's, that's a now lot. we'll just switch it up next time. Um, we could also go, you do the first 13 and I do the second 13 yeah. letters. Okay. No, I like I like back and forth. Um, so this uh, Jay, this band's Jimmy Eat World. Um, this came out in like 2001, but there's a bit of a uh, story behind this. So, in in between my eleventh uh, grade and senior year of high school, we were able to take a summer gym. So it was like four to six weeks. So you just wouldn't have to do gym. The oh, last. that was for the kids that weren't athletic. <laughs> yeah. So in summer gym, it was literally, it was literally. We used to call of, it asshole gym. <laughs> <laughs> it was all of like the kids who were in band who just weren't able to take gym. And then all of my friends. And those were the only two groups in it. And the woman, the regular gym teacher who was supposed to do summer gym all her and her husband adopted a child so she was on like whatever the equivalent 
of maternity leave was so she wasn't there so we had a substitute so it was just like there were just no rules like we just we were assholes the whole like one day we had costume day we just wore costumes couldn't do anything it was it was a great time but uh this song we would sing this song because in the we had to take health as well and we were in a math room and one of the posters on the wall had like a monkey like with a megaphone in someone's ear and it said are you listening and that's how this song began so my friend nate would always sing it and then we eventually stole that poster and every other poster in that room (laughs) so it was a good time let's hear it are you listening I like that song. That's a good one. Oh, also in summer gym, we had like a a galvanized rubber bowling ball, like in like a bowling set, but it wasn't like a real bowling ball. But my friend Matt threw it, and it split in half like Fred Flintstone, like along the seam. And did it? Did he throw it at a person? No, (laughs) he just he just like threw it on the ground. It just split in half. Nuts. We went to a great. Great, greatly funded high school. Yeah, that was amazing. Our high school, though, we had a we had a um, planetarium in the high school. Yeah, I don't. Do all schools have a planetarium? I always thought that was pretty cool. That there was a planetarium yeah. in our Holidaysburg area senior high yeah. school. Yeah, it's still there. They just redid it, I think, but they had to like raise money because the school wouldn't pay to redo yeah. it. Oh, weird. So what did they do? They kick, need, kick need new turf for the football field. Yeah, and that was fine. Yeah, anything sports for those lunkheads, <laughs> give it to them. Um, so I graduated high school in 1982. Our astronomy teacher had uh, just not the name that you want to have. His last name is in 1982 when when we weren't politically correct. Uh, it was Mr. Gatiss. Yeah, he was there when I was there. J a y. I'm sorry, that's G-A-Y. not how I spell it. G a y d i s. Yeah, Mr. Gatiss. Did you have him? Um, yeah, we had him. Like I never took astronomy. In high school, but mm-hmm. when you're in, when we're in elementary school, like, mm-hmm. you know, once a, every few months he would go yeah. and he would like teach something and yell at the kids. Someone brought in one day, uh, pencils with glow in the dark erasers. <laughs> so we passed those around in class. And then as soon as, uh, <laughs> as soon as the le- lights go out so he can show us stuff on the planetarium, <laughs> we just start wailing them up there and it was just <laughs> you just see them fly across like like a shooting star that guy had the coolest room he had the greatest room to yeah. teach in and then no one and because you had to like walk down like you had to walk down in like it was, it was like the whole the whole school was on one floor but then that is like set down in yes in like a weird like not even like a corner just kind of like in the middle yeah. of the school it's the weird. next time i'm home i want to see if i can go in the school and go look at the <laughs> I bet it looks so tiny now. Yeah, I, I don't think. I think it might be. 
maybe cut these wings off this room. That, that should have been my favorite clap. Why didn't we appreciate that? What a bunch of dicks. <laughs> you're, you're a kid. You don't what give a shit. What a bunch shit. of dicks. It was, it was a planetarium. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take pictures of it. I'm going to post them. <laughs> One time in class, they were like, okay, these are brand new books. And then you just hear, some kid just ripped <laughs> like four pages out. <laughs> just an a-hole. What did you call the kids that were bad in high school? Oh, the dirties. You called them the dirties. Yeah, they was like they used to be dirt balls, and then it shortened to dirties. We called them the agates. Agates. I don't know what that means. Yeah, they were just the. Dirties. I didn't come up with it. People just said those are the agates. I'm like, so, someone right. told me once at their school they called them scruffs. Scruffs. <laughs> I t- I also called them. Please don't hit me. <laughs> was another thing I would call them. All right, in 1999, uh, Pilar was working at DreamWorks and. Dreamworks, DreamWorks Pictures, I can't talk. DreamWorks Pictures, she was reading scripts. Uh, she was a script analyst over there. I want to say analysis. can't say any words today. Three podcasts, good idea. Um, so, you know, they would get like a little gift basket or whatever for mm-hmm. Christmas. And in it was a CD by this new R&B artist, African-American girl named Kina. And then I was uh, hanging out with Paul Gilmartin. We were playing poker or something. He goes, you guys have to listen to this new artist, Kina. Uh, a guy that I play um, hockey with is her manager, and she's going to be the next big thing. And then, like, a couple weeks later, she's on The Tonight Show with Jay Leno, and she is killing it, and she was so good. And then nothing, nothing happened. Like, after I saw her on The Tonight Show, not, just zero. And she has one solo album from 1999. It's called Kina. And this is a song I've played on here. I've played this a couple of times, but it's been a long time since I played it. So this is a girl from the gutter. For all the things you said I never do. For all the things you said that were untrue. For all the times you made me Yeah, that sounds great. I mean, and then like a few, especially at that time of, especially during that time period, because that's like that's like the perfect sound for that that early late nineties, early two thousands style of music. Like that, how did that not? How was that not a huge hit? I know. And then a couple years later, you know, Macy Gray burst on the scene, and she was wildly popular. And um, nothing against Macy Gray, but I, I don't understand why. I just don't understand that girl. This Kina's voice is so strong and powerful, yeah. and, and the song like the, it's a good song. And she was she was uh, really attractive too. I mean, look, I don't want to be sexist or anything like that, but I mean that that factors into the process too. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It does how someone looks. 
So, um, so yeah, pretty. It said she was part of the American female contemporary R and B group Brownstone, which was active from ninety four to ninety seven. But then, and then, and then this came out and after. Then, that. Yeah, then this, and then it said. Uh, now she's currently working on new music, which doesn't seem up to date. No, it doesn't seem up to date at all. So, oh well. Oh, she parted ways with DreamWorks Records shortly after the final single release. I think because they didn't work the album at all. DreamWorks, mm-hmm. I, I don't even know how long that label lasted. I don't think they did. I can't uh, tell you. It, uh, that's always crazy. Her to song me. was featured in the motion picture Beauty Shop. Well, that would should have got her some play, definitely. DreamWorks Records, defunct as of 2005. It lasted for nine years. Yeah, and I don't know any. Who were the artists? Who were the, who, who was their roster? Uh, they I don't even know if I like that logo or not. No, it's terrible. No, because it seems like if it music, were like a comic book. You know what that says to me? To explain this logo, Kyle. You so can explain. It's like it's it's like a black screen, then it has like kind of like a weird polygon with mm-hmm. like blue stripes through yeah. it, and then on top of that is like a thought bubble. A, like yeah, like a comic book thought bubble with a music note in it, and then like basically the angry birds font and it says dreamworks records now you know what this you know what the tagline should have been for this font for this um logo dreamworks music where music is an afterthought because <laughs> that's what that says to me that says we don't give a shit about music now now that now that we're making fun of it the logo was designed by roy lichtenstein and it was his last commission before his death so even he hated it well i hope he did it pro bono I hope he didn't make any money for that. I guess because David Geffen was part of DreamWorks, because uh, DreamWorks used to mm-hmm. be DreamWorks SKG. G was for Geffen. I guess he wanted to get back into some music. So, so here's who was on it: R- Rufus Wainwright, all right, Henry Wall- Rollins, both as uh, both with the Rollins Band and as a spoken word artist. All right, uh, Tamar Braxton, Buck Cherry. George Michael, Randy Newman. Wow, uh, they, they all must have released like Chris, one Chris album. Rock, Power Man 5000. That's, says, that's Rob Zombie's brother. That's Spider One's It says band. John Fogarty was on DreamWorks. That can't be right. It, it had to have been one album or like songs for movies. You know what I mean? That they were just like, oh, this yeah. is our movie. So release. Uh, yeah, Fogarty's album, uh, Deja Vu All Over Again, was on DreamWorks in 2004, it said. I don't know. It sounds like a mess over there. DreamWorks music. <laughs> okay. H-I-J-K-L. All right. L. Now this is a band. Now this is, I did this cause it's, it's called a life echoed, but lover boy. You, you ignore Cindy Lauper. I just said it. Okay. You ignore the A cause it's, it's kind of a cheat. That's how it is. That's how it is in the iTunes. It'd be like if you played the Beatles for B. Oh like, yeah. I have them in the T's okay. when I, when I, <laughs> just a, just a, list of the bands yeah it's the babies and the beatles <laughs> the, uh, the cheap trick i don't know anything else about this band besides this album they might not exist anymore this is called uh, the album's called the boy who cried truth and this is a song called can't wait
that's cool. That's the shit you like. Mm-hmm. When I say shit, I mean really awesome tunes. <laughs> they uh, on this is also a, a cover of Paul Abdul's "Straight Up." Why didn't you play that? I think I played it on here before. Really? Yeah. All right. This next band, I'm only going to be able to tell you what I know about them from uh, from my brain because they don't have a Wikipedia page or there's no, you can't really find. I don't even know how many people even know about this. Your diehard UFO fans will know about this. But the story goes that, you know, UFO got back together in 1995, I think it was, with, um, I'm going to check my timeline on that, with um, Michael Shanker. Yeah, 95, they did a full reunion with the classic lineup, Michael Shanker, uh, Phil Mogg, Pete Way, Paul Raymond, and Andy Parker. Why are you laughing at me? Just. So they released one album called Walk on Water, and then they started to have infighting with, uh, with uh, Michael Shanker again. So then I guess when they got him back in the band, they signed a thing that they couldn't record under UFO unless Shanker was in the band, or Schenker. I don't know how you pronounce it exactly. But um, so they couldn't record, so... Two years later, they want, Pete, uh, Pete Way and Phil Mogg want to record an album, and they can't call it UFO, so they called it Mog Way. So they released and used the UFO font. They used the UFO font, and they did a, like a lightning bolt between Mog and Way. And uh, first album was called Edge of the World, which featured uh, Ainsley Dunbar on drums. Uh, the second album was called Chocolate Box, which came out in 1999. This basically had um, this was this was uh, Mog and Way. And Paul Raymond from UFO, and it was uh, so. Anyway, both of these albums are really good. They sound like uh, UFO, and the song that I'm going to play from Mogway from the album Chocolate Box is called Sparkling Wine. readily available these albums are so look if anyone wants to hear these uh, email email me what what are you gonna say i think they're on amazon they are like you can for Ch- download yeah chocolate bo- you can buy it and it's auto rip it's 14 bucks i'll be happy to send you the files of anyone now if, if, if two thousand people want them but first five people who want to hear some uh, mogway i'll send you the files yeah it's illegal but i trust <laughs> that if you sharing. like it you're gonna buy it you're sharing it it's a gift <laughs> I'm gifting it to you. I bought it and now I'm gifting it to you. Wait a minute. How does that Re-gifting. not hold up in how does that not hold up in a court of law? Uh, it was a gift. I gave him, I gifted him the MP3s. I think there's like some weird like legal loophole where 
you're allowed, this might just be from Shawshank, but you're allowed to give someone like a one-time gift of up to $10,000 that's tax-free or something crazy. I know that both of these albums cost $4,999, so I can probably give them both to you. All right, LMN. Okay, this is N. This is a band called The Nails. Nugent. This is kind of like a... But not to deal with, not to do with Nine Inch Nails. This is kind of like a novelty song. But I and I looked it up and it's not like people probably know it, but it's not overly popular. But um, it's called 88 Lines About 44 Women. And so it's kind of nonsense, but it's funny. Rhonda had a house in Venice, lived on brown rice and cocaine. Patty had a house in Houston, shot cop syrup in her veins. Linda thought her life was empty, filled it up with alcohol. Catherine was much too pretty, she didn't do that shit at all. Mm, uh huh, not Catherine. was simple, turn it on and turn it off. Jean-Marie was complicated like some French filmmaker's plot. Gina was the perfect lady, always kept her stalking straight. Jackie was a rich punk rocker, silver spoon and a paper plate. Basically, it's just that. I like that song, I th- and I know that song. I've heard that song. Yeah, it's a fun tune. I don't know anything else by that band. No, me it's neither. 84. But that's a good one. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, that's good. Uh, oh, there's only one person you can play when it's an O because they have Otis an, Redding. No, because they have an O for both of their names. <laughs> Ozzy Osbourne. That's right. Let me tell you about this. I'm going to play a song off Black Rain. When this album came out, how did this work now? This album came out, it was in like a cardboard sleeve, the initial run, but it had a, um, there was some way to get free Ozfest. Oh, here we go. In the U.S., limited edition copies of the album were sold with special codes inside of the packets, which could be used to redeem a pair of OzFest 2007 tickets. Or launch a nuclear strike. (laughs) (laughs) OzFest 2007 was nicknamed FreeFest because all the tickets were free. So anyway, I bought this, the cardboard edition. I did the code, and then you waited to see if you got tickets. And I got two tickets. Me and Mike Schmidt got two tickets. And we didn't know where the tickets were until we got down to, I think it was at the Glen Helen Blockbuster Pavilion was what it was called at the time. It's a horrible venue. And, uh, you know, by the time we got there, Ozfest, Ozzy closes out Ozfest. Mm-hmm. So by the time you get there, every fucking person <laughs> is fucking, is a fucking mess. So we only go down to see Ozzy. Yeah. So we get there and we're clean. <laughs> Dude, we went in the bathroom. It was so, we ended, we, we went in the bathroom. All the toilets had overflowed. So there's like, there's like an inch of water. And I'm like, we ended up like pissing, like just behind a building at the Glen. It was a fucking mess. Wasn't there a guy with like a hate breed shirt or something? Like, uh, uh, fuck you. I listen to hate breed. Fuck you. I listen to hate breed was the first t-shirt we saw. So it's a disaster, but we look at our tickets and we're in like the 20th row from the stage. So we're like, that's fucking awesome. So it starts and Ozzy comes out and he has like a foam gun. Like it shoots like, like Schmidt goes, if that's whipped cream, everyone's going to reek by the end of the show. That's going to be rancid. But it was like whipped cream or some foam. Luckily, it did not reach to row 20, <laughs> but it got close. And um, so it was crazy. I and mean, Ozzy was good. And he was, Zach Wilde was on the tour. 
So it was, it was, and I like this album. I do like Black Rain a lot. So um, I'm going to play. This might be my favorite Ozzy song. This is such a great song. And I have a cue point, but started at the beginning and then we'll jump to the cue point because there's okay. so much going on in this song. It's called I Don't Want to Stop. If you haven't heard it, if you're an Aussie fan, if you're not an Aussie fan, you can't deny that song. And for 2007 Aussie, that's fucking incredible. Yeah, that's like, that's line by line uh, recording Aussie probably. Uh, what are some of the lines here? Uh, Mama, don't cry. I just want to say hi. Like playing with danger and fear. It's just great. It's great. All my life have been over the top. That's true. I mean, it's autobiographical, some of these lyrics. Yeah. I, I don't know what I'm doing. All I know is I don't want to stop. That's great. Yeah. All right. Follow that up with your nonsense. Uh, P, pretenders. This is... Poco. Pure Prairie League. This is a band called Punchline. I'm wearing a Punchline shirt right now. Oh, you are. Is that the... Is that... I thought maybe that was from uh, the club. The nope. comedy club. Looks like a Polaroid. It says Punchline. Have you... You should send one of those to uh, Rick DeMint. It's got like a Polaroid logo on oh, it. Oh, yeah. Do you think he's going to see that new Polaroid horror movie? wonder how many Polaroids he has of sexual predators right now that are coming out. <laughs> just burning them. Just burn, burn them. Uh, what's the new movie coming out? There's a movie called Polaroid, which I'm surprised they were able to like... License? Yeah, but it's just like, it's the shittiest horror movie. It's like, it's like Final Destination and the B-plot from The Omen put together where they just have, find this old Polaroid camera and they, when they take pictures of people at like, there's like a black smudge on them and then that person dies and then they try and burn like in the trailer, they try and burn one of the Polaroids and like the one girl's arm starts to catch fire. It's, Ugh. it's terrible. It looks awful. <laughs> By the way, uh, I want to uh, congratulate a uh, friend of the show and friend in real life, Josh Stolberg, uh, co-writer of Jigsaw. That was the yeah. number one film at the box office. Uh, it's opening week. So congratulations, Thanks. Josh. Josh, I know that um, he told me if the numbers were good, the first weekend that there was uh, possibly going to be more Saw movies. So um, let's do it. 
and job, job. into the people that like, and there were people like he said he got like death threats from Saw fans. Yes. Ridiculous. First off, why? Well, I just felt like I needed to let him know. <laughs> no, I didn't see it yet, but I, I'm going to see it. Uh, yeah, I thought it was good. Okay, so um, this is a band, Punchline. They are from Pennsylvania, but they kind of have a decent like East Coast following. And uh, I'm like friends with these people on Facebook, even though I've only met them like twice, I think. But um, this is from their fourth album called 37 Everywhere. And this is a song called Getaway. to be an open book Some might call you complex But I'm just hearing nonsense It's nice to meet you Not nice to part Nice goes a long way in a forgiving heart You used up your chances Go find someone else to ruin I think you're ugly On the inside like that song too yeah this is a if you like that i would say this would probably be the one album to like delve into that's and then that's punchline broaden out yeah from the album called uh 37 everywhere now that's about a guy who's uh his pants he's 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 37 37 yeah is that he's, what i mean yeah 37 inch he's waist square he's SpongeBob square his, pants. his inside you see him is uh is also 37 inside sometimes the words just don't come out of my mouth Right. I'm not it sniffing happened. today. That's good. Even though I, I had a had a bagel that had some melted uh, cheese on it, mm-hmm. but didn't seem to affect jalapenos me. too, or just the cheese. It was it was it, it was like the jalapeno one, but it had bacon on it because mm-hmm. I wanted my heart to. You want it healthy? Yeah, I want it healthy. I'm going to get something healthy for lunch when we go over to Lemonade. Okay. By the way, we'll be at Lemonade between podcasts, picking up some lunch. I promise, Mike Siegel oh. a sandwich, <laughs> and uh, I'll be having maybe uh, the vegetarian chili. Where are we at now? Oh, uh-huh. uh, my band for Q is Quarter Flash. Mm-hmm. Amy Lehman, you know her, Goodwill Hunting. She'll okay. also be back to host again in March. And uh, Amy owns, I'm, I like to put, I like to load the CDs into my iTunes myself. Because mm-hmm. I, I do it at uh, 256 uh, KBPS. That's what I like. I like it to be an MP3. Yeah, It's just what I, that's just how I do it. Amy had every one of the quarter flash CDs and she mailed them to me so that I could load them in my iTunes myself and then send them back to her. So, like, I didn't want her to we transfer me the files. I wanted to put them in myself. Well, sounds like a waste of time. Yeah, but, but she did it and I thank her. And money. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Amy. Um, so this is from an album. I think it was only released in Japan. Maybe. I don't think it got a proper U.S. release. It's their fourth album. It's called Girl in the Wind. The uh, Elliot Easton plays on this album. I don't know what songs he plays on. I emailed him and asked him, and he didn't even remember. So if anyone out there who's a big Elliot Easton fan 
knows what tracks on this album that Elliot Easton played on because in the credits it just says additional guitars Elliot Easton so I don't know but this is the opening track this is something more and uh, yeah this is Rindy Ross on lead vocal let's listen voice I, I could never understand why a band like quarter flash didn't break through and have longevity the way like uh like pat benatar or cindy lopper i don't know it I seems like it it's from the name quarter flash because it does kind of sound especially during this time period it mm-hmm. sounds like a metal band almost like the name yeah yeah and i don't even know where the name comes from also on wikipedia it does not list uh, elliot easton but in the in the cd booklet itself it does it's also a, a diane warren song on here called paint it blue i mean um yeah i just don't uh i don't understand i don't understand how some bands push through some bands don't yeah it's crazy. i'm looking at their album their first album went to number eight in the U.S. I know, right? And then the second went to 34, and then the third went to 150, and then they just stopped just, counting. Yeah, just, just yeah. They have, a, they have a, a great song on the Night Shift soundtrack. They have a great song on the Fast Times at Ridgemont High soundtrack. Like, uh, I was going to play the one from Fast Times at Ridgemont High, but then Pilar and I are going to do an all... Um, Songs from uh, soundtracks. All Fast Times at Ridgemont High. We're going to do an all Fast Times show. You're going to do Fast Times. Mm-hmm. And I'm, then you're going to take the Dazed and Confused soundtrack and throw it away. No. I want to tell people some Patreon video content. Pilar videotaped me uh, coming out of the pool the other day in my bikini. And then you know what happens next. <laughs> if you've seen the movie, you know what I'm going to do. So a um, little flashing for you. That's me coming out, not my wife. How dare you? Also, how do we, uh, who do we talk to about getting Night Shift? Put on Blu-ray. Yeah, for God's sake, people, let's get Night Shift put on Blu-ray, a proper Blu-ray release. Mr. Mom just came out. If Johnny Dangerously is on Blu-ray, I'm going to just blow up something. (laughs) That movie stinks. Any movie with Joe Piscopo in it stinks. Don't tell me Wise Guys is good. It is is not. It is not a good movie. Don't tell me that zombie movie with him and Treat Williams is good because it is not. Yeah, I mean, Night Shift is is great. Night Shift is great. It's a Ron Howard movie. Ron Howard, it's got Henry Fon- Winkler, Fonzie, Keaton, Shelley Long. It's great. It's got Diane and it's got Fonzie <laughs> and Michael Keaton. <laughs> it's got uh, uncredited um, extra work from Kevin Costner yes. as a frat boy. Yeah. Frat boy number one. By the way, Kyle and I also just watched uh, Halloween one and two. Uh, Halloween 2 features some extra work by Dana Carvey. <laughs> Look for Dana Carvey. He has a ball hat on and I think one of those puffy, like puffy, like puffy blue puffy vest, vest and like a red ball hat. And he's just like 
he's like a news reporter, but he's not a reporter. Like no. it's like he's an intern. They're like giving him instructions. Yeah. Like he might have a clipboard. They might have just filmed him as being a PA. Yes. By mistake. He might have been a PA on the film and just slipped in <laughs> he's there. He's just like, he's just nodding. And um, you never see him face forward. It's like in profile. But yeah. if you know he's in it and you're looking for him, because we were looking for him, you'll find him. Yeah. He's at the beginning and at the end. Because so they filmed those scenes on the same day, obviously. Yeah. if you, It would be so funny if, if, you know how like sometimes they'll put on the poster someone who was in it for a brief yes, second? Yes, yes, It would be so funny if at the beginning it was like, uh, you know, like uh, Jamie Lee Curtis... Dana Carvin, like he gets top billing. <laughs> now, what you and I did not watch the interview with Jamie Lee Curtis, but I immediately I put that blue. I bought the Blu-ray, and then I immediately put it up on eBay after we watched it's it. Very good. It's not not worth saving, but I wanted to watch the special features. In the interview with uh, Jamie Lee Curtis, she talks about the Fog mm-hmm. movie, or maybe this was the. This might have been the special features on the Fog. This was special features on the Fog. I mean, I watch a lot of horror films. Uh, Halloween week uh, in the special features for the fog. They have a new interview with Jamie Lee Curtis and she says she does not like the fog. No, it's not good. She goes, Oh, I don't like this. That movie, that movie is not a good movie. Um, cause it's all over the place. And, and it's very obvious that the studio was like, and Jamie Lee Curtis will be in it. Right. right. And he was like, mm, yes. And she's literally just a hitchhiker. And then just there. Actually, I think nothing. she says in the thing that they, um, they put her in it to keep her working. Keep oh. her face out. So John Carpenter did. She had oh, nothing nice. but great things to say about, uh, is her name Deborah Hill and John Carpenter? Yeah, 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 yeah. Deborah Hill, right? I think so. We should look that up. Um, but she also said that she thought uh, Halloween 2 was good in the same interview. Mm. Well, so. Yeah, one for two. Yeah, it's Deborah Hill. She also said she was surprised. She was the only reason that she did Halloween 2 was for the fans. She says, and she it really was weird to her that John Carpenter didn't direct the movie. Yeah. Well, it was weird. You can tell. It was a very, uh, very good interview. I love Jamie Lee Curtis. Right? I saw, I saw John Carpenter in a concert. You did see John Carpenter in concert. Yeah. It was great. You were with Garen and JP. No, JP was out of town. No. Oh, who'd you with? Who'd you go with? Justin. Justin. Uh, oh, Ray I know Justin. Who works for Pop Culture Beast yeah. as well. And Garen and I, we all went. Did you have seats? Fun. No, it was at the Palladium, so it was just standing. I don't like the Palladium. I don't either, but this was okay. I saw For the, this, it was fine. The, the, the 12 dates that the Cars did when they had a reunion, they played at the Palladium. I saw Rise Against there, and I didn't enjoy the venue. Yeah. Not, I don't like that venue. No. I mean, I'll go see someone big that's there if they're not playing anywhere else, but I don't like it. Kesha is playing there. Sting played there. Iggy Pop plays there. What's the what's the attraction for them? Were the acoustics good for John Carpenter? Yeah, it was it was okay, but like I think if you're dead it's one of those like if you're dead center and, and down on the floor, yeah. the acoustics are good. But I was upstairs for a concert mm-hmm. on the side and I could like it was Awful. like a weird delay. It was bad. Yeah. All right. But yeah, it was great. They had like a screen up and they would play like kind of a montage of each movie and then when when they played from the lost themes, mm-hmm. it was just kind of like atmospheric lights and stuff. Did he, did John Carpenter talk? Yeah. Did anyone walk out dressed as Mike Myers? Were people <laughs> no. in the crowd dressed with Mike Myers masks? Um, it was on Halloween. So some people were dressed up, but yeah, I kind of thought like, like, my, like someone in a Mike Myers mask yeah. would walk out and it'd be Jamie Lee Curtis or someone else from the movies. Yeah. Cause we live in LA. So we always expect that there's no. going to be some fun. Uh, Dave Davies son was on guitar. 
That's cool. I mean, I right? Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, that was it. I like. I thought someone might come out, like even like Jack Black or someone crazy. You know what I mean? Were like, there any visuals behind, like on screen? Yeah, yeah. I just said they were. They would show like a super cut of the movie. Oh, I'm sorry. Whatever they would play. Did you play anything from uh, Prince of Darkness? Yes. In the Mouth of Madness. Mm-hmm. Uh, Village of the Damned. Yep. Did you ask Garen if we can borrow that? Yeah, yeah. He said yes. Yeah, so I'm gonna get it from Garen. Owns Tuesday. every horror film. Mm-hmm. Garen might own every film. I know he's got a quite a collection of snuff films. <laughs> uh, quarter Flash, LMNOPQR. All right, this is a band. Could I guess it? No. Okay. Uh, they're called The Receiving End of Sirens. May I guess it? Sure. Is it, what's that band? Receive, receiving End of Sirens? Yep, you cool. got it. These bands that you play, I don't know what, like I don't know what Quarter Flash means, but I certainly don't know what that means. It's a bunch of bullshit. All right. Um, this... I don't know much about this band. I think they have a few albums. This might be the only one I have, but I like this song. It's called Smoke and Mirrors. Marvel movies were this year? Were there four? Three. Three. Logan? No. Yeah, but that's not in the MCU. But okay, yeah. but Logan. Logan. Um, Guardians 2. Yes. Uh, Home, Spider-Man Homecoming. Thor Ragnarok. Let's put those in order. That's very hard. Yeah. Okay, Guardians is number four yeah. for me. It might be five. <laughs> it's at number four. It's really hard. What would I watch? Boy, I don't know. I, it, I saw I wa- I saw Logan three times. I saw Spider Man twice, but I know I'll see Thor again definitely. Yeah. Logan might be number one. It's it's hard. I would. I, think- I like Thor. And, I like Thor and Spider Man equally. Yeah. I couldn't pick one over the other. Yeah, it's it, if I were to pick one, it's hard because like this is like the sixth, technically it's like the sixth Spider-Man movie, but it's the only one that's really right. good. Yeah. But it's like the sixth time we've seen, fifth time we've seen Thor. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard to. The Hulk is so good in the Thor movie that it really. Yeah. Like we have never seen Hulk like this before. Yeah. Because he's talking. Mm-hmm. And it's so great. There's too much comic book talk. <laughs> but Logan is a whole different thing. Yeah. You know, Logan is like, Logan is like, like, look, if you told me that Patrick Stewart was going to be nominated for an Academy Award for Logan, I would believe it. No one's getting nominated in those other three movies we named. Right. But there was some great dramatic acting yeah. In Logan. And then he followed it up with uh, voicing poop. 
number two. I'm number two, and so are you. We're both poop. I'm poop. You're poop. You know what? They're not even clever enough to make a Jonathan Frakes reference. Refer- number two reference in that movie. Probably. I used to be number one, and now I'm number two. <laughs> so- I'm poop. All right, we're done. I think we got it, Patrick. That's just like, that'd be like making a movie about a, a the six sides of a, a dice. <laughs> <laughs> I might see that before. I'm six. I'm five. <laughs> QR. You didn't play it. I interrupted you. Did I you did, play it? I did play it. Oh my God. It was very forgettable. Uh, I love my last, I love my last five. And I, and one of these is actually yours because you didn't have an X band. Yeah, that's right. So that's I'm actually going to play, I'm going to play three in a row. No, we're on we're on S. Right, but I mean, oh, once I get to W. Up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, S. I went with Ringo Starr. This is my favorite Ringo Starr solo song. It's from 1992. It's from the album Time Takes Time. And I really love this song. It has Beatles elements in it, like paying homage to things. And it's called Weight of the World. Producers on this album include Don Was, Jeff Lynn, Peter Asher, and Phil Ramone. If I read you the people that play on this album, and I will, <laughs> it's crazy. Ringo Starr, Jeff Lynn, Waddy Wachtel, uh, Jeff Skunk Baxter, Ben Montench, uh, Mark Hudson, Doug Figer, Brian Wilson, Harry Nilsson, um, Bert Navarre from uh, Friend of the Show from The Knack. Uh, it's just nuts. Crazy. What'd you think of that song? I like that, yeah. Yeah. I like the, the kind of jangly guitar The that sounds like the, it's like a Beatles guitar. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, if you play the beginning again, I can, little, what's a little darling? Oh, yeah. Been, what's that song? Um, here Comes the Sun. Listen yeah. to the beginning. It sounds like Here Comes the Sun. Oh, yeah. Right there. Okay. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. Good, good job, Ringo. Yeah. Take back all the bad things I've ever said about you. <laughs> you haven't. Okay. How many albums has he recorded? since? That was in 92. Since then, he's released one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine more studio albums. That guy is not retiring ever. No. And the other albums could be good. That whole album could be good. Yeah. I'm going to listen to this. Someone just sent me, shared it with me. And uh, sent me all the Ringo solo albums and all the George Harrison solo albums. And you albums. loaded them in 
one hand, one by no, one. No, he sent me the files. And if they weren't to my liking, then I converted them to 256K BPS MP3s because I'm a weirdo. Okay, go cool, ahead. Great. Um, this is a band I've definitely played before on here, but I've never played anything from this album. This is a band called Taproot. I have one of their albums signed. Yes. Are these uh, all framed and hanging up? Yeah, the that and uh, soil work. I find people that do that are idiots. They're the worst. Um, and this was their last, This is their most recent album, but it came out like five years ago now. So hopefully they'll have something new soon. Uh, this is the album's called the Episodes, and this is called the Everlasting. Fred Durst at, from Limp Biscuit, who's a douchebag, was like, oh, I like your stuff. And they like gave him a demo. But then he, I don't know if he didn't listen to it or what, what the story is, but then they signed with another label. And recently they just leaked uh, a phone call where he like left a message for them. And he's like, you fucking people, you'll never fucking make it. Like just like yelling. And it's like, it's so funny because he's such an asshole. He's not active. Why don't they just? Why don't they release that too on YouTube? I wish we had that to play. Oh, yeah. I mean, I can find it. I'll just ramp up my next song. Okay. Uh, we're at the U's. Not going to play UFO. I am going to play some prog rock bullshit. If anyone wants to make a prog rock bullshit sting and make it sound like it's prog rocky, <laughs> yeah, all that and the drum. In the wizard. Uh, I would love it. I would love a prog rock bullshit sting. But this is a band called, uh, when John Wetton died. Um, That's the band name? No. <laughs> I was on a big John Wetton kick listening to solo stuff and King Crimson stuff and Asia stuff. And, you know, basically anything that he was a part of, I was listening to. So um, he was in a band for two albums called UK. It was a super group. It was uh, John Wetton and Eddie Jobson, Alan Holdsworth and Bill Bruford on drums. And this is from their first self-titled album, UK. This is the opening track. It's just definitely... Do you, do you want me to play this message first? Let's play it after this. Okay, cool. Uh, this song is the first song on the album. It's called In the Dead of Night.
Yeah, we were making fun of the keyboards, but that's yeah. a pretty good song. That's pretty great, though, isn't it? <laughs> it? It's got all the elements, though. Like, if you said, just play me one song that you feel represents some prog rock, that wouldn't be a bad example. Yeah. I mean, it's got the drums and the guitar and the noodling and... Do, 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 and that, that, like... Yeah, it's got everything. staccato piano. So, yeah, UK, look for those out. They're hard to find, too. Right. So, um... Here's, for, here's Fred Durst. I'm not... 100% sure everything he says in this, so if it's something we don't want to say, we'll, we'll take cut that part out or bleep it out. But. Steve, Fred Durst. Hey, man. You fucked up. You don't ever bite the hand that feeds in this business, bro. And your fucking manager so bad as a fucking idiot, loser motherfucker going nowhere. You have just chosen that path. Took you under my wing, brought you to my house. Fucking talk about your ass on radio on press, and you embarrass like me and Interscope family. Your association with no biscuit doesn't exist. Your manager slings that name around. He's gonna be blackballed and probably be erased, and you will too. He's a fucking idiot. You're gonna fucking learn from this time right here. I hope you let your band know that you just fucked yourself. You need to be associated with somebody in this business. You need something to get you out there and put you out there and believe in. Now you got enemies. And you're fucking yourself already. Tell your friend that. I don't even know what to say about this. This is ridiculous. It's just like, it's just, it's so, you can listen to the whole thing. It's like another half a minute. But yeah, he's just like. That would, that holds as much weight as if I call you and leave you that message. I mean, literally. They've like, uh, I guess it was released a while ago, but someone just recently wrote an article about it and re-released it. But like, Taproot thinks it's like the funniest thing. Like, I almost wish they would just put that as a hidden track on one of their that should albums. that should be what they play uh, when they take the stage at night every show we hate Fred Durst <laughs> yeah they should they should weave that into uh, like if a, someone leaves a film a, career if someone leaves a message like that on your machine it's yours you you own it right like he can't he can't tell you that you can't play it it's like you left it on my machine you, you willingly you willingly recorded something. it for me mm-hmm. specifically uh, lawyer talk <laughs> what do you uh what do you got for us? And then I get to play three in a row. Yeah. You only have two songs left. This is yeah, this is a piece of bullshit that I like. And I actually thought this band was more popular, and then when I looked them up, I was like, oh, I guess they weren't. This is uh this is like something they would have played in Hollister that I didn't go into, but uh circa two thousand five. This is a band called Valencia. And uh, the song is called The Space Between. That's it. I like it. That was good. Yeah. I, I don't know why. Sounds that, a lot like Limp Biscuit. <laughs> yeah. You fucking motherfucker. You suck. <laughs> Someone just posted on Facebook, as I had posted uh, earlier, that we were going to record three episodes today. 
And um, are they ready yet? I haven't received them. Is that what someone said? Devin Vincent (laughs) said, uh, hello, Devin said, don't eat cheese. That messes up your voice. Looking forward to them. And then you commented too late, too late. (laughs) I feel good right now. Depends what I eat at lunch. It's going to fuck it up. Uh, My W band is Whitford St. Holmes. That's Brad Whitford from Aerosmith and ex-Ted vocalist, uh, ex-Ted Nugent vocalist, Derek St. Holmes. Uh, They have two albums. One came out in 1981, and then another one came out in 2016. How does Ted Nugent not have a thing called Ted Talks? Uh, He's got to, right? Yeah. (laughs) Uh, This is a great album. This is produced by Tom Allum, who produced uh, most of the popular Judas Priest albums. He also produced... uh, one or two Loverboy albums, but this is just this album is great. It's just you know Mike Schmidt calls it meat and potatoes rock and roll. I don't care what you call it. This is just rock and roll. And this song that I picked is Every Morning. Let's hear it. Now, if you buy their brand new album called Reunion, if you buy that on, I guess if you buy it anywhere, but go to Amazon, if you buy it, the bonus disc is their first album. So, you know, for like 10 bucks, you can get both of these albums. They're both good if you like that type of, you know, Montrose, uh, just rock and roll sound. Uh, I don't understand why Derek St. Holmes isn't, uh, isn't a gigantic presence in rock and roll, but he's really good vocalist. Is he one of those like, musicians musicians like musicians musician like where he like other people know who he is like yeah and like really like him and or like he's he's the lead vocalist on the first three ted nugent albums especially heavily i think he sings everything on the first album wow he uh i read a quote from maybe this was in the in the documentary hired gun where someone came up to him because he toured with ted like two years ago he doesn't agree with Ted politically, but he tours with him sometimes. And someone came up to him after the show and said, hey, Ted must have been sick tonight, but you did pretty good on those earlier songs. The guy didn't even know that, yeah, I sang those earlier songs, dummy. I'm on the record. What a piece of shit, that guy. That guy's dumb. What's he? What's he? I doing? don't know anything. You think he's got a Confederate flag on the back of his uh, sleeveless jean vest when he comes up and says that? Thank you, Uncle Ted. Uh, I get to go again. You could not find an X band. Yeah, like I, I didn't, I didn't really want to play. I, I just don't know that many X bands. I didn't want to just play like. I really only know X. two. I know X, punk band from Los Angeles, and mm-hmm. then I know XTC. 
people talking a lot about XTC on the Twitter feed lately. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I picked a song from what was, I guess this is basically their last real album from 1992. It's called None Such. It was produced by Gus Dudgeon. Hope I'm saying that right. He produced a lot of the classic Elton John stuff. This was the single off the album. Let's hear XTC's The Ballad of Peter Pumpkinhead. Now I get to play one more, then you're going to hit hit us with the Z, and then yeah. I've got the play out, and we're done. Mm-hmm. What are we clocked in at right now? It feels like a full show. One thirty-three is perfect. I love it. Um, this song is going to be dedicated to Tom Neuerberg, who killed it with Thin yeah, Lizzy. Thin Lizzy episode. Uh, everyone loved that episode. Everyone, I had nothing but positive uh, yeah. tweets and posts. I and saw everything. a lot of people saying like that they found some stuff that they didn't know about. Yeah. And, and a lot of people, a lot of people who are big Thin Lizzy fans that just really enjoyed it. So yeah. that was great. I'm going to check out the cal- catalog it. now. Yeah, it's great. So this is from uh, a band that Tom loves. He talked about them on the show. Y and T that's for yesterday and today, which is a Beatles album. That's where they took their name from. I love this song. This is from the album Down for the Count from 1985. This is definitely a treadmill tune for me. It's it's Summertime Girls. What do you think of that album cover? Uh, let me look at it. It it appears to be Dracula trying to bite the neck of a robot. All right then. And they're on like a weird like terrace. They're like in a weird balcony, and the color scheme is black, white, and then pink. Yeah, it's not that. I don't hate it. Yeah, it's, it's not, not definitely not the worst I've ever seen, but it's just like it's 
there's a lot going on. There is a lot going on. It was on. like everyone had an idea and they were like, yep, yep. Yeah. Yep, yeah. Uh, yeah. Make it all work. Pink? Sure. Make it all work. All right. That was my uh, X and Y. You're going to hit us with a Z. Yeah. Then we'll chat real quickly and then, um, and then we'll play out the, what, what was the only possible yeah. playout song to pop into my head. Yeah. Um, so Z I had trouble with too, but since I had already like just given you X, I was like, all right, I'll just bite the bullet. So this is, this is a deeper cut from a Rob Zombie album. Okay. <laughs> uh, the album's The Sinister Urge. This is called Never Gonna Stop. And then in parentheses, The Red Red Groovy. Groovy? Like yeah, groovy, groovy with, with a, a K. C, with a K. I was going to say C, but groovy with a K. Yeah. Groovy. All right. Let's hear it. About him never gonna stop making bad movies. I like that. <laughs> I like that song a lot. I always think that Rob Zombie's gonna sound different sometimes. I think it's just gonna be like that dirge of yeah, that earlier stuff is pretty uh, good. Oh, the Kruvi cru- is means blood from uh, the lang- the fictional language in A Clockwork Orange. We, we followed down for the count. Dracula album cover with a song about blood mm-hmm. theme show. Uh, this episode is called Rock and Roll A to Z. The artwork was done by Daryl Asher. You can follow Daryl at Daryl Asher. Pretty simple. Um, we are at Rock Solid Show. I am at Pat underscore Francis. You are at Kyle Dotson Funny. Mm-hmm. The new website. Are you going to put a, like an artist thing? Remember you said you were going to do that? Yeah, it was going to be I'm one of the tabs. The formatting is... Not the greatest, but I'm gonna I'm redoing it currently, so it doesn't. It's not front facing, but mm-hmm. I'm in in my limited free time. I'm building it. So. Okay, it looks great though. I love Thanks. it. Yeah, I like it a lot um, too. Also, are you gonna? You saw that thing that Pilar sent to you? Oh yes, I will put that up. Yeah, there's gonna be a, a higher Pat Francis tab, which was my wife's suggestion because she wants me to make money. <laughs> so um, we have a Patreon page. It's uh, patreon.com forward slash Rock Solid Podcast. Again, uh, very much appreciate everyone who's doing the Patreon thing. I think that we are supplying you with some cool stuff. Uh, This week, this Friday, this will drop Thursday, and on Friday, we are giving away five DVD copies of the brand new 40th anniversary authorized documentary released by Film Rise of the band Bad Company. I've watched it. It's really good. Uh, the thing I don't like about it is it does not cover any of the period when when uh, Paul Rogers left the band. And they were still successful. They still had hits and stuff in the 80s and, and 90s. And they just choose to, I'm sure, I'm sure that was Paul Rogers' input. They just choose to like, Paul Rogers leaves the band, he does the solo album, and then 15 years later, the original members get back together. It's one of those things. And I, I like to hear from 
the people that were filling in when Paul Rogers was gone. And it, it's, it's the history of the well, band. It's also, it also would be, and this is speaking, not having seen it, right. but a, a lot of those things, you know, it's, it's kind of nice to hear yeah. them be like, well, you know, we, we had success without him and blah, yeah. blah, blah. And yeah. him and, and, then, and here, then, but here's how it worked and it didn't feel like the band. Right. And then we brought him like, right. it's, you want to hear. And to hear that and to hear that, um, hear that singer say, Hey, look, I always knew that if Paul wanted to come back, he would, he would definitely get the slot, yeah. but we had some great times just a little bit, but, um, that's not in there. If you love bad company and you love the original lineup and Paul Rogers, it, it's a great documentary. So uh, I have five DVD copies of that, that I will give away to all $2 and up Patreon subscribers. And that'll be given away tomorrow, which is Friday. Um, and that's it. Uh, the playout song is by the Jackson Five because I'm always willing to play, play and pay any Michael Jackson songs that were recorded before he um, he was a creep. So let's hear the Jackson Five. Love this song, ABC. Thank you, Kyle. Thanks. Two more to go. 